you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. Good afternoon. I think we're live. Mm-hmm. Shows we got people uh, watching already. Good morning. Well, it's not good morning. It's good afternoon, Kimberly. I'm still on. I'm, I'm on East Coast time, which I'm usually on Pacific time. So yeah. we're in the same. Uh, we're in the same time zone. I'm in Georgia. I think you're in New York. Mm-hmm. And so looking forward to our our time together. We've got to spend a little bit of time together. So I'm looking forward to uh, uh, getting everybody to get what. You, let everybody know what it is you do and just mm-hmm. how good you are at it. So I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself and, and uh, give you a little, give a little, everybody a little hint on what you, what your passions are. And we'll go from there. Okay. Everyone. My name is Kimberly Inez Mays. I help service-based businesses automate their sales and marketing so that they can attract more people, generate more leads and convert more sales through marketing automation and just really helping them get their life back so that they can spend more time doing what they love. That's it. Daniela's saying hello to you. She's on. Hi, Daniela. Hello. And it looks like Emilio's on too. Hey, Emilio. So we, we got the we got the Ramon family on watching. Mm-hmm. They sent me they sent me private messages saying they were looking forward to seeing you on on the show on what you bring to the table. So that's where we met. So I'll tell everybody where we met. We kind of met through, I, I, are you part of CLA also or not? I am. I am part yeah, of CLA. So do we meet there or do we meet with Daniela and. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard to really pinpoint, but yeah. I think we also met through AMA um, as well. And I remember it was a smaller zoom meeting where we really got to connect. So, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. so she's super proud of you. Mm-hmm. On what you do well, that's good so yeah so i want to talk a little bit so we yes we got to get uh you know we got to meet a little bit on a zoom call and in a more of a private setting and we got to inter- you know you we got to talk to each other a little bit so let's talk about what that looks like when you're out there doing your your digital marketing i think that brings a lot to the table for any business it doesn't really just have to be um you know just a a books or coaching or whatever i think it it happens on whatever i own martial arts schools and i know that digital marketing and 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 such is something that's important i think we got on together a little bit on my book and you know you were able to to finagle a couple things real quick it took you like two minutes to to fix something on my website and and that's just what you did so let's talk about what the importance of that for people and how you came across and how and why you wanted to do that. Yeah, and I'm gonna kind of go back to kind of what's my passion. So my passion has always been solving puzzles. So I really like to 
put things in order, figure out the most creative way to build something. So my obsession as a child was Legos, building blocks. I even had this toy called Capsella, which you were able to put little like widgets together and have things move. So I think of marketing just kind of like that, especially marketing technology. So, you know, I have a passion for coding, passion for all things computing. And I find it important in this space because those things freak out a lot of people. It's overwhelming. It's intimidating. And I know how it feels to be overwhelmed and intimidating by, intimidated by things that you don't understand. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're not smart. So I hate people say, I hate when people say, well, I'm just not smart enough to get them. Like, no, it's just not your jam. And that's okay. It, it's mine. But there's certain things that I don't like to do, like accounting, like bookkeeping. Like, that's not my jam. But I don't say that I'm slow or stupid because I don't like doing it. I just, it's, I'm just not good at it. So with the digital marketing piece, that's kind of how I fell into it. So throughout my career, I've been doing this for about 20 years or so in, in the corporate space. And I've seen what works. And I've seen the things that um, larger companies were able to do with the same technologies that we have right now. So I'm happy to bring some of that experience over to small businesses, letting them know that, hey, this is definitely within your capability. And if you don't want to do it, then delegation is perfectly okay. So did you start in a corporate setting? Did you start in, in the corporate world? Um, yeah, I would say yes and no. Um, I was always a very curious young person. So, you know, if, you, if you're talking about um, websites and stuff, I started in high school. I was just kind of figuring stuff out and that was in the late 90s. So you know, that was just a very early time for a lot of uh, websites. But, you know, one of my first jobs out of college was um, email marketing. So I was the actual person that went ahead and coded the email. So I would say, yes, that's where I started. That's where I kind of started the 20 year like countdown. Um, <laughs> Emilia's saying that's my jam. Is when I first got that job. So I got that job, I think, in 2003 or 2006, depending on which experience I want to count. And it was really me putting together emails for businesses, putting together marketing collateral, and just kind of learning how to distribute on various channels. Now, social media was still really in its infancy at that time, but marketing, mm -hmm. but email has always stood the test of time. So that's where um, I really started. So you feel that email has still stands the test of time, even through social media. Absolutely. And why do you why do you, why do you think that is? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel it, it definitely stands the test of time because think about it. How many times have you checked your email today? And I know people check their email the first <laughs> the first minute they roll out of bed, which is actually not very good. But we all do it. And um you know, and then like social media, you own your email list. That's one thing that you can really take with you. So I've known people who have been locked out of their accounts, got their accounts hacked. And even if all goes well, you're still subject to the algorithm that the platforms have. So they decide when and where and who to show your content to. So even if you produce amazing pieces of content, you're still at the mercy of the platforms and their algorithms, which, by the way, are proprietary. So even any social media expert doesn't know 100% what that platform has, but they're, they're studying patterns and rhythms um, for that. So I say that, you know, if you're not growing your list, you're really being at the mercy of someone else's platform. Yeah, well, I think that's really, I think that's really some 
good, good advice. Even as I'm listening to you say it now, I want to say Jesse Cruz is saying hi to you, by the way. Hi, Jesse. And, and Michael Favors. Is hi, Michael. On. So I think that that's really good. I think I call when I think I, when you and I talked at one time, you know, I got I got hit on my main uh, Facebook account. I think I was telling you about that. Right. Yeah. And they just kind of locked me out. And luckily I got I was able to get back in. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, man, it was not it. That wasn't easy. It was definitely something that I what I never experienced before, and and you're right. I was at the the mercy of them, and I you know I had an old school um, Facebook that I I kind of re revisited and and kicked it up so that I can keep in communications. But I think that's really good advice. That your email list is something that goes with you on a on a constant basis. On a constant basis. Mm -hmm. When so. Tell me how, well, here's some other advice. Give some people advice on this, right? How do you catch the attention? Because you're right. We check our emails all the time, but I can't mm -hmm. tell you how many I delete. It's just like uh, junk mail. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're throwing it away like as as, yeah. as as quickly as you look at it. Mm -hmm. What's some good tips or tricks that you would have on getting people to open your your email? Yeah, some good tips and tricks. Well, the first one is actually going to sound a little bit counterintuitive, and that's email more often. People get used to seeing a pattern. So even if people aren't opening, they're getting used to seeing you. And I say the best time to capture someone's attention is at the beginning. And I've had clients and I've seen people, they build their email list. Maybe I sign up for a freebie or a webinar or, pot or, or whatever. And then they say, okay, well, here's your free whatever. All right, bye. And then I never hear from this marketer again. So by the time that they email, I'm less likely to remember who they are. And I think that's what stops a lot of people from mailing is because they're so afraid of getting unsubscribed. So I say, get over that fear because these are people who aren't going to buy from you anyway. So I'm just like, okay, well, I hope they are somewhere having a great day. Even if they unsubscribe from me, that's fine. But, you know, at first it's just like, it feels like a rejection. Like, oh my gosh, they unsubscribe. So I say getting over that. And then getting people to open your emails, being consistent. So I would say part of that consistency is tied into automation. So let's say you have a free guide and now... Um, someone downloads your free guide. So you want to have an automation in place. I call it a welcome series. Other people call it other things, but I call it like an onboarding series, a welcome series that really kind of explains, okay, well, here is your free guide. Did you open your free guide? That can be the second day. And then the third day can provide more value or make an offer so that people get to used to seeing you in their inbox. And the more likely they're, rec they're able to recall your brand, the less likely they are to opt out. And then to answer your question about the about getting people to open, it's all about to the subject line. And there's different ways to subject line test. But I say just be honest. Don't be clickbaity or anything like that. Come up with really strong, concise subject lines. But I think the most important thing for me as a consumer on the other end is consistency and brand recall. Like if I can't remember who you are, I'm less likely to open it or less likely to engage mm. with it. So when you say consistency, are you talking about somebody? Well, let's talk about podcasting, for instance. Do you think it's mm -hmm. something that should be um, uh, emailed after every show? An email should go out and say, hey, you know, this is who we 
this is who we interviewed this week. If you're looking for, you know, X, Y, and Z, uh, do you think that's a consistent thing or is it a daily thing? What's your, what's your thought process on that? Yeah. So, you know, I don't think, I think it's more art than science. It really depends on the brand. It really depends on the audience. So I say daily is probably a little too frequent, especially for me. I've seen some marketers work well with daily. It really all depends. But I say the consistency, I say the sweet spot is when you're not just emailing to email people, but you actually have something of value to say. So if you are going more for quantity, then the quality of your message is going to decrease. So I say at least once a week, um, you know, you definitely just want to send an email out there, no, no less than two weeks, because then it starts getting a little tough to kind of warm people back up. So in terms of your question with podcast, um, you know, again, I don't really know the sweet spot, but if there's a regular cadence, there are ways to automate anything that um, is on a cadence, whether it's like an RSS feed. Sometimes um, certain platforms will say, oh, well, here is something new on the RSS feed. Let's send out a, an email. So that's one automation you can set up. Another thing could be a transcription of show notes or just a giveaway or a download. So there's just there, there's a lot of things that, that can be done, but I say um, in general, if I had to give a one shot answer, I would say it's kind of once a week. So what would you tell your clients on how to capture emails? How do you get people's emails? What would you tell them? Yeah. yeah, so I would tell them definitely have something in your back pocket that you can use as a lead magnet. And for those that do not know what a lead magnet is, it's something that you can give away in exchange for an email address. And usually most people know it as a free guide or a PDF, but it can be even an audio training. So some people don't like to, to write. It can be an audio training. It could be a repurposed webinar. It can be just about anything um, that you can give away that is only accessible after somebody gives away their email address. And there's many forms of that. Usually I encourage people to set up a landing page which is not like a website, but a landing page is a standalone page that only has one action item on it. No other links, just a form to say um, subscribe or download or whatever. So I would say that that is the way I encourage my clients to grow their list, to have that landing page link wherever they show up. If they're doing a speaking engagement, a podcast, that if, they are, if they have a group to include that link in their group, um, there are different formats that people can use and, you know, depending on who you speak to, you can use QR codes or you can use text messages to get the same freebie out, but always have something in your back pocket. And what you want to have in your back pocket is relate relates to your business. So have something that provides a quick win or a quick, um, boost of instant gratification for the person that is receiving it. Yeah, I think that this is and this is really good advice because I can I can tell you that. Um, um, uh, have you met Lori before? Do you know Lori? Uh, I don't think I have. I don't think I've had. Uh, Hi, she's, Lori. Yeah, she's a neat lady. She does a lot of branding yeah. stuff. That's what she like. You know, that's her that's nice. her forte. So mm -hmm. it's it, she's good. It's, she's good to have on. Um, it's the. I, you know, I was, I was saying that I'm listening to you saying it. And I, you know, I'm kind of weak in this area, to be honest with you. Um, uh, myself personally, you know what I mean? I guess, I guess because sometimes I get bombarded with emails. I'm like, gosh, do I want to really do that? Or I feel that there may be archaic, but obviously, uh, 
obviously I'm, I'm definitely misinformed on that and I'm probably missing the boat as far as that goes. And I've got this built in audience that I should be using a little bit more, more often for sure. So I think that's, that's awesome advice. Mm -hmm. And so when you, so let's talk about your, your coaching part. So when you bring in what your clients that are coming to you, what are they looking for from you and, and what direction do you help kind of lead them in? What, give me what your, your niche is and, and the kind of client you look for, for yourself. Yeah. So my niche are definitely coaches and speakers. I have a few people that are in the consultancy space as well, but usually coaches, speakers, um, service-based businesses. And what they usually come to me for is getting all of the chaos into some sort of order. So for example, I have one client, um, she wants help automating her sales process. So she um, helps people with real estate um, property management. So she wants people to um, follow a certain procedure so that she can service more people in a shorter amount of time. And then I have other clients who want help growing their email list because they're launching new programs and new services. And they really understand that, hey, I need a collection of people to talk to in order to launch these products, in order to um, be able to, to make things successful. So it's kind of a mixture, but I think it's, I think if I had to put it somewhere in the um, sales funnel, it would definitely be um, brand awareness and, and lead generation for sure. So those are, the, those, those are the two areas that people ask me mostly for help. So when you when you talk about the automation of it, I mean, mm -hmm. this is this is what we we talked about. Uh, this is I think that was the most intriguing thing for me. So I use it for a subject line on how to automate stuff. Uh, is there certain programs that you're using? And when you say auto, uh, you make it automatic. Are you saying that hey, once this starts, there's gonna it's gonna kick off, kind of like a funnel. And then this one's mm -hmm. gonna kick, and this one's gonna kick. And do you, do you, is this what you do? Do you set this up for people so mm -hmm. that they can automate themselves? Or are you kind of the, 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 the person behind the scenes that's making it for them? Or what's yeah, it set well, up, it goes. Yeah, so it's a little bit of both. So some people may have a team already in place that can actually do the work. Maybe they need some guidance or maybe they need some, um, some special help on how to um, provide the instructions to their virtual assistant or to whoever is helping them. Then others are just like, I have no team, please do it for me. And the software that I use, I have a couple of systems, but it all centers around what's known as a customer relationship management system. And the one that I use is Keep Pro. But there are many, many, many platforms out there. And so what this is, it's like a virtual Rolodex of names. I, I described it. I describe it to people like this: a virtual Rolodex of names, where you know exactly who's in your environment and how to get in touch with them. And what I do is I take um, information from people's spreadsheets. Sometimes they got Google Sheets. Sometimes they got some names over here, some names over there. We take them, we tag them, we categorize them, so we know who is who, who's a client, who's a lead, who's a subscriber. And then what I do is I help them set up some of the automations that we talked about, namely that lead magnet automation, because we want to set up um, a landing page to help people get onto your list. And then we also want to set up those emails to communicate with people once they're on the list 
so that um, brand recall is higher, there's more value given, and the um, business owner has an opportunity to make an offer. So that's part, that's like a big part of what I do mm. to help someone get started. And then we can get a little bit fancier. We can, if you know, if they have a big list of people that they haven't emailed in a while, maybe I'll come up with a, um, like a, a custom or a re-engagement sequence of some sort. So we clean out that list. We get rid of all the dead weight. And then sometimes too, I'm working with a chamber of commerce. We're working on like a membership funnels. So we're, we're working on a few things to automate those renewals. So it can be whatever the business needs. But for, for the most part, most business needs some way to uh, get those leads in. So does does what's your what's your take on on email platforms, uh, uh, mm -hmm. Mailchimp, uh, Constant Contact? You know, what's your what's your thought process on those? Yeah. So a lot of the all-in-one CRM systems they also handle email, but if you need an email service. Um, outside of that, maybe you're not ready to invest in a CRM, which can start in the hundreds or $100 or, or more per month. There are smaller platforms that you can go with. Um, so what's my take on it? My take is that they all can pretty much do the same things. What I would recommend for anybody is to start their strategy on a piece of paper. And I do this with my clients, but we do it like with a, with a um, virtual flow chart. But just take a piece of paper, draw a box, and that's just usually the lead magnet or how people get into your list. And then draw an arrow and then draw another box. And it's like, okay, well, now that they're in your list, what do you want them to do? Do you want them to join a group program? Do you want them to do this? Do you want them to join a challenge? And then what's after that? And then what's after that? And usually at the end, it's like some mastermind or retreat or whatever. And it's, it's it really helps people have a blueprint of what they want to build before they invest in any tool because there's nothing more frustrating than trying to figure out your strategy and having paid for something and trying to figure out how that thing works and then <laughs> yeah. feeling frustrated. And you're like, I don't know how it works and I don't know what I want to build on it yet. So I say before you're sold on anything, have the plan in place because you can change your plans. But as long as you kind of, have an idea of what you want it to do, then I tell people to use the company's pre-sales team to answer your questions. That's what they're paid to do and that's what they're hired to do. So don't be afraid to get support where support is offered for anything that you're investing in. Such good advice. Uh, that's mm -hmm. just just awesome. The good old pen, pen and paper, I guess, will save, mm -hmm. you, save you a lot of headache yeah. uh, in there. So Amelia had wrote in, um, that you're a genius in the space, her oh. book launch. I'd fill with crazy bonuses. So what's the book launch he's talking about? Yes. So the book launch. So the, the launch inspiration is sleeping behind the sofa here. But I did write a book and I and I have it right here. It's perfectly persuasive marketing to both humans and cats in the digital age. It's about it's a, it's really about this. Um, unlike a dog, a cat won't just roll over and ask for a belly rub. It's time, attention and trust needs to be earned. And so I said, all right, in writing a book, what do I want to write about? I didn't really fit into a lot of, of co-authorships yet. I, I planned some, but I said, okay, well, what do I want to write about? What value do I want to give? And how do I want to make myself different? And I thought, well, Steve Jobs didn't invent the smartphone, but he just found a different way to deliver it. 
So I said, okay, infusing a little bit of my personality. I have two cats. I love cats. And I'm starting to really love dogs too. But I said, okay, <laughs> how can I <laughs> how can I tie these concepts together? Because cats are super stubborn and they're tools and there's things that I gotta do to train them to make their lives easier, to make my life easier. And so I said, okay, well, there's nothing else written about cats in marketing. So I said, why don't I write a cat marketing book? And you know, I, I remember talking to Emilio about it and I, I maybe I lost him for a second, but you know, eventually, you know, eventually the concepts click together and in writing it, I realized how much of my own pet ownership journey parallels with my um, journeys in digital marketing. Well, so is it in pre-launch right now? It is. Is it, it, is is in, it in pre-sale? Oh, look yes. at see Emilio. Look at that. He's already put it up for you. Yes. To order your book. Yeah, so it's perfectly persuasive with three R's. So it's like P-U-R-R-R, -R -R, you know, like a cat, perfectlypersuasive.com. And yes, <laughs> you know, it's like, I got to be different. We got to, we got to like take some risks. You know, this is a risk, you know, because you, you go on Amazon, you see a lot of books on marketing, but it, it like the, the concepts really haven't changed, but it's just like the presentation, you know, you may read a book full of jargon. And that's what I set out not to do is to write a book full of jargon and full of things, full of things that people may not understand. My my ultimate goal is I don't want to sound like a genius or a guru. I just want to sound like, hey, I'm, I'm just somebody who can help you. I may know a thing or two more about this one particular thing. Doesn't mean that I'm more intelligent or more more capable than, than you are. You know, so let let's talk about it in a fun way that, you know, we could both have fun in our businesses. So that's good. So when is the mm -hmm. official launch? When are you doing it? Is yes. it? it is on Labor Day. So I believe that is September 4th, um, 2023. So I'll have a virtual launch and I'll have like the, um, the details around that pretty soon. Um, but yeah, it's going to be virtual. And then I'll be at the um, AMA um, event in um, January to do the the physical launch um, in person, but I really wanted to get something out this year. And Labor Day weekend is right after my birthday. So I said, okay, it's the end of summer. It's a pretty cool time. So yeah, Emilio just put this up there. Isn't he, isn't, isn't Emilio awesome? He's always out there pushing us, man. Mm -hmm. Making us, uh, awesome. it was great. I, yeah. and, and I, I would definitely, stay with his coaching as far as how to do it. Even myself, mm -hmm. we just had a, a black belt test. I brought, I don't know, I brought 25 books and I sold them all mm -hmm. uh, on at that test. And, you know, I've got another one coming up on Saturday. So uh, we'll definitely get that, get that out there in pre-sale. I sold over a hundred copies in my pre-sale also. So mm -hmm. I think that that's, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir because you understand what that looks like mm -hmm. to get yourself out there. And I'm sure you have yeah. a list that you're starting. And so mm -hmm. um, I would definitely, uh, you know, just keep getting after it because it's going to be good. And it is a unique, uh, a unique uh, perspective uh, mm -hmm. to on, on, on what you did there too. Because you're right, there is a million things on marketing but you also, just so you know, you know, I've been, I've, I've been able to be with you a little bit here and there. Uh, you have a really easy demeanor about yourself and an easy way of explaining things. Both time, every time we've kind of spoke a little bit about, you know, uh, whether it was a website or, mm -hmm. or 
or anything else. It's just you you have a, a very common sense, easy way of understanding things. So I think that goes a long way for your for your brand and what you do. You know, so I just want to I just want to let you know that be, be based on the time. Now, what now that's your book. Now, I also see that. um People met you at Jesse Cruz's. So did you go to him? To, is that the first time you went out speaking or what were you at the event for at Jesse Cruz's event? What was that for? Yeah. So it was not my first time speaking. I've, 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 I've been a speaker several times, but it's my first speaking competition. So I didn't really know what to expect. He just kind of sold it. And I said, okay, I'll be there. I didn't really know what to expect. I was like, okay, speaking competition. That sounds cool, I guess. And, you know, I didn't go there to compete, but I went there to, to speak and to, like, be inspired. And, you know, it the event definitely delivered. And the winners were definitely, you know, deserving of that win. So I am so happy that I went, and I would definitely go again. So what was your – what what's your topic? What did you speak on? Yeah, so – the the topic we had a theme so the theme was i think the first day i can't remember the second day but the first day was describe a situation in which you were able to overcome something and so um i am still working on my storytelling um abilities so my i said okay what am i going to talk about so what i spoke about was the fact that i was branded as the quiet lady or a quiet girl for so much of my life and how that kind of stuck with me and how that how that label really stunted me because I was deemed shy or scared. And I really wasn't. I was just quiet. I was like, okay, you know, when I'm put in front of a camera, put in front of an audience, I can perform. But, you know, if you put me in a bar or happy hour, I'm going to be quiet because that's just not my thing. So I had to learn to kind of own who I am and be unapologetic about it. And like, yeah, there are certain situations that I am quiet, but you can't brand it, brand me as the quiet person because I know that I'm not. So that was really um, what I what I spoke about. And I made a couple of jokes here and there, and I didn't expect to be funny on stage. And that was just like a whole thing in itself. I don't know. I was just I was just up there telling jokes and being silly. <laughs> Yeah. Is it? You know, I find it. You yeah. know, uh, Emilio is one of those persons that he's the same uh, on stage as he is off. He's just mm -hmm. a, a, he's a, he's a, he's an extrovert man. He goes out mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, and talks to everybody. And I'm a lot like you are. I like to be on stage, or if I'm on the mat, or I'm, I'm teaching. You know, I'm I'm all about it. But I'm the mm -hmm. introvert. You know, in these big yeah. settings, I'm the quiet one mm -hmm. that kind of observes and listens and watches. Uh, so yeah. I get that. I get that. I'm the same. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm that same. Uh, I'm that same animal. Uh, yeah. There. So. Mm -hmm. So do do you have you been able to do any? Are you looking to be? Are you using your book to kind of help get get more uh, speeches, uh, or is that a direction you want to go? Is it an all-in-one? If if speaking comes up, do you want to do it? How does that look like for you? Yeah, so chapter seven is actually my signature topic. It's called Herding Cats, Eliminate Business Overwhelm with Marketing Automation. So that's really going to be my signature talk um, anywhere that I go because 
it's true. Like sometimes when you have your own business, you're doing your own thing, it is like herding cats. You're just all over the place bouncing around. So, you know, I just, I can, I can speak on any topic and I can flex for my audience. So for example, I just did a speaking engagement for people who are primarily musicians in the entertainment space. I was able to provide examples of things that they can do in their business. And, you know, I find that, that I really like, enjoy doing this. So um, yeah, more to come. And then also thinking about just programs and services and consultation packages that come out of the book, whether people like cats or not, you know, it's, it's not a book only for cat lovers. And I want to make that very clear. So if you hate cats or allergic to cats, never had a cat, you can still, you can still relate and get something out of it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny as I'm not yeah. a big, I'm not a big cat person, right? Because mm -hmm. I am allergic to them. I'm a dog person, man. That's what I am. Yeah. And I'm listening mm -hmm. to you speak about this. There's a couple of things true about the cats, though. So at, the funny thing is I'm at this little cottage and they have this little calico cat. Mm -hmm. This cat is the friendliest thing ever. Mm -hmm. I, it, I've just fell in love with it uh, right out of the gate. Yeah. And, I, and I don't really even, you know, most times cats are just like, you know, they're not mm -hmm. your friend. And this one just yeah. happens to be different. Right. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to what you're talking about, like herding cats, right? Mm -hmm. you, you know that's almost an impossibility. And I even use the analogy of cats in self-defense, right? I say when you're getting like, especially if you're getting grabbed from behind and you got to anchor yourself and you got to become, an, uh, you got to get, you got to get ferocious on what you do. It's a lot like trying to give a cat a bath. And, uh, and so I use the analogy of it all the time, which I think mm -hmm. is the unique thing for your book anyway, that you use the analogy of cats, because when you think about them, when you say you can be in chaos, like uh, in your business, like you're herding cats, I just think it's a unique thing. Whether it's whether you're a cat person or not, the analogy of it is spot on for sure, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. So Emilio says you're going to be competing in the in the in the AMA yeah. speech contest. Yeah, I know. I've done three of those with him. I don't do good on those things, man. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, you, you know, and I'm highly competitive, right? Mm -hmm. So my frame of mind just goes uh, out the door, right? I mean, I'm I'm so mm -hmm. hyper focused on on competition, and then uh, and I'm big on feedback, and I just you know the couple ones I did, I'm just like, man, I crashed and burned. I'm like, man, that sucks. So I had to go home and reevaluate myself, and I started joining Toastmasters, mm -hmm. uh, which I really enjoy. And so that's 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 where the where the speaking gig comes. But I think that, you know, what you're doing is how you're writing about. You know, I wrote more of about my my lessons learned from an instructor's point of view and what it looks like to go off the mat when and become beyond the mat. And then I even, you know, I it will used to be real talk is what my first podcast was. But I went with beyond the mat because life is is like that and i think that's anywhere any mm -hmm. circle that you do because it in the martial arts it's not just about kicking and punching it you know that's the easy part not not kicking and punching somebody that's the hard mm -hmm. part you know mm -hmm. what i mean and learning self-control and what that looks like and i think yeah. that's true in any kind of business even yourself learning how to be controlled in chaos is important yeah and i think what i'm listening to you speak on I think that 
you speak a lot about organizing your thoughts and making things automatic to kind of take stress out of your life. Is that is that pretty much what what you, you feel that that's about? Absolutely, because, you know, I encourage people to to dream when 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 we work together, like what is your ideal process like in a perfect world? What would it look like to have everything go out when it should go out? You know, people be able to follow up with you or you follow up with them. Even if it's something just as simple as a, a calendar, which a lot of people don't have or feel intimidated by. So it's just like, okay, well, what would you like? Write it down, you know, write it down and then we'll find a way to make it happen. But it can't happen if you're being sold a shiny object, if you're being pulled in this direction, because this product can do this thing over here, but you have a lifetime deal for this product over here. And then you're trying to put it all together. And if you're also looking at another entrepreneur, another business owners and trying to be that person, because I fell into that trap too. So I just realized like, okay, well, I got to just have my own path and, and do it my way. And I encourage others to do the same. Yeah. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's, you got such good practical, practical advice as far as that goes, you know what I mean? So are you, how much, uh, and you're in pre-launch and Labor Day is when you're trying to, uh, and I think Labor Day, is that towards the end of summer or what? Yeah. Summer, right? Yeah. End of summer. Yep. And so that's when it's going to launch. And then your official launch in January mm-hmm. at the Alma show. Now, how did you, were you at the last year's Alma show? No, but I met um, Daniela in February. So I didn't even know about Alma until like we started, uh, we started chatting, but I wasn't there, unfortunately. Yeah. Cause I was there and you know, that's when I officially uh, launched my book and I, and I, I was saying to myself, was she there? Because I would have remembered you. You know what I mean? I would have remembered mm-hmm. seeing you there. And I think that we we saw each other, I think, on the CLA call in some uh, offshoot um, talks. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, on the AMA every week. And I think that, and I think Emilio agrees that you've got such practical stuff that you have for people that I would definitely encourage people that if you're looking for a coach to try and help get you organized. I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't speak on it. I think matter of fact, last time we spoke, mm-hmm. I think you were doing your own website, correct? Now that's something yeah. that, now is that something you also do as part of your thing? Will you, do you make websites or is that just something you know how to do and you do it for yourself? Yeah. So it's more of the latter right now. So I think part of evolving in business is learning what you should and should not be doing. So I actually started off doing websites exclusively. That's what I sold. But I realized in time that I am definitely more left-brained and right-brained. And there are people who can design better than me, who can do things better than me in that regard. But when it comes to systems and putting things together and coding, that's where I really shine. So not so much. I have a couple of website projects that I'm finishing up. I, my specialty lies in landing pages, quick, easy, done. And then, you know, that ties into the whole system that I love. But yeah, I believe that I was doing my own. Was it the website I was working on or landing page? It might have been a combination of both. So I, I can still do it for myself. I didn't hire anybody. But yeah, we were I was I was multitasking that week for sure. So when you say landing pages is your now, is mm-hmm. that what your perfect is that? Do you have a little landing page? Is that what you're perfectly yep. persuasive is a landing page? So yeah. are you 
out there helping authors if they need a landing page is that something that that mm -hmm. somebody can hire you for yep and, absolutely and do that yep absolutely and then we can also look at what payment um, processor you want to use um, some people are still using PayPal, which is okay. Um, there are some, uh, some, there are other kinds of shopping carts you can use. The one that I really like is Thrivecart because you could do upsells and downsells and you can tie it, you can use coupons and do all of the nice fancy stuff that you can't do with a lot of others. But yeah, that is definitely something that I can help out with. So I can help you determine, okay, well, what do you want on your page? And then after somebody purchase it what do you what else do you want and so fully fleshing this out for myself but it's something I can definitely help other authors with yeah see I think that's a that's really good because I mm -hmm. you know I didn't really know where to turn on mine and I, I don't know um I've seen okay. such good landing pages I, I mean mm -hmm. mine looks so generic after I looked at some of them some of them they they do exactly what you talk about the automate you buy, mm -hmm. they email, then you have you capture an email, so you have their email, and and all of that. And so, and I'm going to be honest with you, all the books mm -hmm. that I've sold, I've got a whole list of emails. I'm thinking of you know, mm -hmm. every time I do these podcasts, you know, I, I feel so selfish sometimes because it's like I get an hour with these with with these awesome people in their industries, and I'm thinking to myself, I've done absolutely nothing with the email list of everybody that's bought my book, nothing. Not one thing mm -hmm. have I outside of emailing them and thanking them. So I have not done anything, and I have another book on the horizon. So mm -hmm. that is uh, go going to be more kind of like what you guys did. More something I can teach on, right? It's, it's black belt mm -hmm. tax in life and business on how I how I took a business that's hard to make money in and teaching other people how to really make money in the martial arts world. But keep the integrity of your art all in intact. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's it's something we struggle with in our world, right? Because we yeah. can it's easy to be a sellout. It's really easy to be a sellout in in the martial arts world and and trying to keep the integrity of what you do and, and still be able to make money and make a living. So I decided to do that. And I I had seen other people's landing pages. And even that is it's almost a brand. Do you not agree, Kimberly? It's almost a yeah. brand. The more professional and stuff that you look, the I guess the better it uh, of everything it comes. You know, and even I'm podcasting. That's why I'm a little bit I'm a little bit out of sorts because usually I have professional lighting above me and everything mm -hmm. else that I have and my my mics and my headphones. But when I travel, I have to be a little more you know, get what I have or because I, I, I to carry all my equipment around would be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I know how what it looks like to have a good brand and good the good color combinations and make sure that you what you do it. But I'm, I'm sure you agree that strong landing pages and strong presence mm -hmm. and would be smart. And so, well, and that's going to lead us to this because we've had some con I, I, I look for other people's um, insight on what you feel the 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 pros and cons now of this chat uh EBT, the chat um gpt but yes yes gpt yes mm -hmm. so let's let's talk about that is it yeah. is it help people or is it hinder people do you think it can help somebody yeah. if you go to chat gpt and say hey i need a good subject line for this is my subject mm -hmm. something that's catchy 
And here's my outline of my email, but I want it to sound sincere and not a uh, car salesman like. What do you think it's got? Is there things that it can help with, or is it a hindrance? Um, I definitely, I definitely think it's helpful, and you know, I'll put an asterisk next to it. So I, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still like doing a lot of research because you know, information and regulation, and this in the news cycle, it's um, things are just changing so rapidly. But yeah, those those um, examples that you provided are all all valid. Like I, I actually have it help me with subject lines. And I have to do a lot of fun stuff for me too. You know, it doesn't even have to be about business. So let's say I need a veggie burger recipe. All I have are black beans, um, like uh, breadcrumbs and something else. I could just say, give me a recipe, veggie burger recipe with black beans, breadcrumbs, and maybe flax seeds or tomatoes or whatever. And it'll give you like a recipe using what's in your fridge. You know, so it can do a lot of things outside of business. So, you know, I was putting together, um, a video which I need to complete about the things that you can do but in terms of business I think as long as you are being authentic unique and you're not putting information out there that you're not an expert in I would say it's a good use for that especially if writing is not your strong strongest suit you can definitely use it to create outlines to help you formulate your thoughts um, what else have I used it for? I've used it to condense content for Twitter or other social media that has a character limit. I've, I've used it for that. I definitely think it's helpful in that. Where I think it might be a hindrance is that people are now going to be faking it. There's going to be a lot of low quality content out there because people are going to just say, okay, well, I want to sound like an expert in something, but maybe they are not an expert in that thing. So there is going to be an explosion of um, AI generated content. But I think for the most part, I think it is very helpful, especially because I feel like the prompt is what matters. That's where the real um, creativity comes in is giving it the right prompt because garbage in, garbage out. That's what I kind of say. I Right. So I've mm -hmm. looked at that. I, I, I agree with, yeah. um, mm -hmm. with, with, with that. I've used it um, a little bit. Let me let me see if I have. Um, it came up, up. I use it too for strong subject lines. Mm -hmm. And I put your bio in last night. This is how it, I did. Yeah. I put your bio in last night and said, I need a strong subject line for her. And it came up with this beautiful subject line. But then uh, I couldn't use it because it's over 100 characters. Mm -hmm. So I had to put it back in there and said, I need this condensed to this. And that's the subject line that I came up with. Um, mm -hmm. Automatic automate success with Kimberly is, is what it came up with. And yeah. I'm like, wow, it did take that whole thing. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and it was just, it, it was awesome as mm -hmm. far as that goes, because it was really good what it said, but it was too much work. It says marketing automation unlocked, empowering service-based businesses for success mm. with Kimberly Mays. Right. Yeah. I was like, wow, that sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. And then bam, it wouldn't let me use it. And so yeah, <laughs> I that's I think that that's one thing in in podcasting or it's just like emails. Right. A good mm -hmm. subject line is what you'll have somebody. It will it will say, hey, man, that kind of sounds of interest to me. Mm -hmm. And I thought that uh, automate automate success is exactly what you do is you take in these 
these these principles A, B, C, D, and E, and you automate them, and it makes life so much easier that you know I have a virtual assistant. I think I told you that before, right? Mm -hmm. April's the one that did all the artwork of you and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. She's in the Philippines. She's just so good with yeah. Canva and all that stuff that she does. She's just so good with it and it looks yeah. so good and i've been able to help her a little bit with with subject lines and stuff now because of that uh chat gpt but i think that you're i think that's correct i think that's i think that you are correct in saying that it can make people experts in things they are not experts in mm -hmm. and then at that's going to come and crash and burn because when you get in front of people Mm -hmm. And you don't have the chat GPT, man, you better exactly. have your piece and you better have it all together or or mm -hmm. you're, you're going to look like a straight up fool uh, for sure. So I think yeah. that was good. I, I wanted to dabble a little bit into that because we've we've talked on the AMA call quite a bit about it. And there's mm -hmm. really a lot of back and forth about, you know, what's good, what's not. And and people can because I've experimented. Right. I've experimented with. Um, the prompts where it says this and I say, okay, write a chapter of a thousand words, just this and not give it much prompt. And I'll tell you, if it's not good prompting, it, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound um, mm -mm. like part of what you are. And then if, and then if it's not you, then it's really like, wow, this is, just doesn't sound like me. This doesn't, this isn't going to work. You know what I mean? It would have to be super edited. And then, but if then I prompt and stuff where I can really prompt and put a lot of information in the prompt and then it formulates thoughts and especially outlines. I don't, I don't know, man. I think that's what the biggest thing, when you were writing your book, did you have a hard time? Uh, Cause I did on, okay, what's the outline? What am I going to talk about? Because you got a million things in your head and I got, okay, I want to do 10 chapters and I got, you know, 37 things to talk about. And were you, is that something that came easy for you or, or not formulating thoughts like that? It was actually a bit tricky. So I actually had um, someone else um, coach me. Um, I have a friend who's also a book coach and she was, she gifted me a couple of sessions and we, we talked, we talked it out to make sure that the whole book was a complete thought, like where I was starting and where I was concluding actually made sense in the sequencing. And then there were a lot of things in my outline. Most things were like TBD, TBD. And then I would have a, a working title for each chapter. And then I would at the end kind of go back and retitle it. So I kind of worked backwards that way. That's how my brain works as a coder. <laughs> I go back and retitle things. But you know, I think it, I think it really helps with outlines. And then once you have your outline, you can always tweak it. You can say, okay, remove section three or add this in there. And you can kind of build towards your outline and make sure that it's the, the complete thought or the complete progression of um, whatever thought that, or whatever uh, message that you're trying to get out there. That could work re really well. And then it also makes really good course and program outlines. So a while ago, and I haven't published the video yet, but I made a fictional um, eight-week coaching program for a coach just to see if I can come up with um, come up with something using um, ChatGPT. And there's a difference between five, five, three point five, and then version four. 
so if you are a paid um, subscriber, you can use version four, which I find to be a little bit better. But overall, I think it's great for outlines and um, chat is now going to be integrated in many of the programs that we already use because of its API, which is application programming interface for anybody who wants to know. So it's going to be baked into your email platform. Now it's baked into Grammarly. Now it's going to be baked into, I don't know, it's already part of Bing, you know, so it's, it's here to stay for sure. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't, mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely don't see it going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully mm -hmm. we're not, hopefully we're not turning into the terminators. So there's that. Hopefully <laughs> so, not. I mean, I, I asked it and it said, no, of course it's going to tell me no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Can you, yeah. Can you turn on yourself? So that's, that's mm -hmm. so good. Well, let's take the last couple minutes, uh, okay. uh, Kimberly, and let's, let's talk about, um, where somebody can can find you okay mm -hmm. and if you want go ahead and, and you can also put that in in post a comment right there on where they can find you and your so we got your book we got mm -hmm. perfectlypersuasive.com that's out there where they can find you mm -hmm. and how somebody how what it is you can do to to, to help somebody uh, become more automated yeah. for the success why don't we do that yeah so you can find me um, at my website, Kimberly Inez Mays, middle name, if you're listening, spelled I-N-E-Z-M-A-Y-S, so Kimberly Inez Mays.com. That's my main website. Um, also, my my book website, my book landing page is perfectly persuasive, P-U-R-R-R-F-E-C-P-L-Y, and then persuasive. Dot com. Um, so that's where you can find me. You can also find me at Kim at Kimberly Inez Mays.com. And um, just kind of going back to um, just going back to what we said about landing pages, lead magnets, and all of that, ways to monetize your book. I can't put it in the comments for some reason, so I'm gonna put it in a private chat. I have a giveaway. So this is free chapter seven of the book. So that is a free chapter or a free snippet. That's part of chapter seven, by the way. It's not the whole chapter, but it's most of it. Um, so that is chapter seven of my book. Um, and that is um, indicative of what is going to be in the rest of the in the rest of the book. So that's that's the book. That's the chapter on automation and funnels and all of that good stuff. That's that's my sweet spot. That's my jam. So you can you yeah, can find this, me there and yeah. This is yeah, this is good. I got it in the chat for you. Um Thank you. I'm not sure why you can't, but I put both your your Kimberly INS Maze and this free chapter seven. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna encourage people to go out there and and take a look at that. Go mm -hmm. to pre order your book. I'll I'll put it out there uh on mm -hmm. my platform also. Okay. Uh when I when I go to share this. This will be on audio also. I have time mm -hmm. so your audio will probably be up a little bit later this afternoon. Okay. And then you can share that out and people that, um, uh, you know, want to listen to it on audio podcasts will be able to do the same thing. And uh, I want to thank you, Kimberly. I think that you are uh, uh, just an extreme passionate, awesome human being that I've got to mm -hmm. be able to meet. I'm looking forward to where we can sit and talk to each other uh, 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 across the table or something, having some mm -hmm. coffee when we meet in, in January. Okay. I think that 
you know, I think that I'll be contacting you myself to help me with a landing page for the next book. You know, we talked about that, I think, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Do I put both my books on the same page? Uh, do I do I do it separately? Because I already went and bought the the dot com and everything for it. But, you know, and uh, I think that's something else we should have a conversation on. And I'll, yeah. I'll reach out to you privately on that. And mm -hmm. and I'll use you myself. Then other okay. people can can see, uh, you know, what you do. And I look forward to a, a working relationship with you. I certainly appreciate uh, this uh, hour that you spent with me. And well, mm -hmm. well, worth uh you guys well worth some time just to get some very good nuggets from an extremely passionate awesome human i really appreciate it kimberly oh yeah and thanks Anything for else having that you me. say um no but grayson wants to All say bye-bye right. there uh, there she is there yeah, it is look at she got that little white <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, sleepy, look though, at that so. yeah mm -hmm. so he's on there yeah all right <laughs> Okay. Well, I certainly appreciate everything. I'm gonna hit our little outro. Have an awesome okay. rest of your uh, your day, Memorial Day. Don't forget those mm -hmm. that gave their lives for us to be free. Mm -hmm. We'll see you soon. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self defense, weight loss and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at MarkCox.com. Till next time, keep it real.